Yo, yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the WTF Should I Do With My Life podcast. I am your host, Jacob Allen Sokol. That's right, I threw the Allen in there, first time ever. And I'm stoked about today's interview. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, you know, this, this show is all about helping people figure out how to live with the most meaning, the most purpose, the most fulfillment and excitement that their heart desires and how to ultimately use their head in service to their heart and service to what would make their life most fulfilling, most alivening and all that good stuff. So today, yes, today I am very, very excited to introduce uh, everyone who doesn't know Pat Solomon. And for everyone who does know Pat Solomon's work, um, he is the creator of a documentary called Finding Joe, which is I think it's safe to say my favorite documentary of all time. Whoa. So as you can imagine, I was super excited about today's conversation. And the film is about a gentleman named Joseph Campbell, who was one of the leading mythology experts. And, you know, if you're like me and you grew up and you heard the word mythology, you're like, get that shit away from me because I don't want nothing to do with that academic stuff. But um, the older I get and perhaps a little bit wiser that I get, uh, I've came to realize that actually what mythology does is it teaches us wisdom through story. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you care about wisdom. And if you're a human being, you care about stories because they're interesting. And so that's mythology. And, and Joseph Campbell looked at, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories from all the different cultures. And he found this overlying common thread that basically is the human experience, meaning a roadmap for being alive. And I mean, this is why I'm such a big fan of Joseph Campbell's work and, and Pat Solomon put together this amazing documentary, which just maps it out super clearly and makes it ultra relatable for where you are. So in today's interview, we're going to dive into what is this roadmap for life that goes into that desire that we have for something more before we actually know what that is and how do we deal with those fears that come up along the way and how do we meet the different people who are going to be supporting us on this journey um, and ultimately, you know, this is the hero's journey. I'm starting to map it out a little bit for you, but we talk about letting go of who you are in order to become what you're capable of becoming. And we talk about, you know, common myths about the hero's journey. What do people get wrong when they think about this? Same thing with following your bliss, right? You might have heard that. You might have seen that on a bumper sticker somewhere before. But what does that actually mean? And why is that important? And what do you need to watch out for with that? Um, it's an overall exciting interview. Uh, I highly suggest when you're done with the interview to go get a copy of the movie Finding Joe. I think you can Google Finding Joe and from their website, you can rent it for a few bucks. I highly suggest it. I uh, assign it as homework to many of my clients right off the bat. And so with no further ado, let us do this. Pat, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm I'm really excited. Dude, I'm I'm stoked. I'm honored. Um, you know, I I shared this with you previously, but I can't thank you enough for making the film Finding Joe. Not only did it help to create a path 
a map for me to understand my own path and my own journey. But I've shared this this film with uh, hundreds of people, and it's done so much for so many of them. And so I'm I'm just stoked that we get to kick it and kind of unpack a little bit more about the hero's journey and your path, and uh, see where today takes us. Yeah, that's awesome. I lo- I love to just I love talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so much that you made a whole film on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I had to make the film because I wasn't very good at explaining it. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's kind of difficult material sometimes. And when you explain it to someone who is not familiar with it, for me anyway, it was getting difficult to dis- explain. And now I just go, here, watch this movie. Totally. Yeah, I feel like there's a few mo- movies that perhaps I should make because I'm having that same dilemma. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. So, So let's jump in. You know, for someone who's never heard of the hero's journey you created a movie called finding joe and and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about um what the hero's journey is and and kind of how you unpack that okay great yeah so so hero's journey 101 you know if you've really never if you've never heard of it before um there was a guy named joseph campbell and he was you know living at the um at the beginning of the century and he studied myths and legends and stories from all over the world he's a mythologist um and he discovered that there was kind of a hidden uh, path or journey that the hero takes, no matter what the time period or what the culture. And he called this the hero's journey. And then he kind of went one step further and was, you know, asking, why is that, right? And so what he discovered or what what he theorized was that, oh, well, the psychology of men and you know of, of people are the same everywhere and because of that these stories although they look different on the outside are really the same story mm. got it so help help us uh, understand a little bit more about how that relates to our own life and and maybe how we can see what he described as the hero's journey playing out within us and within our experience great yeah so that so then so then he was also kind of the first guy he he wasn't the first guy to to say okay there's something similar going on here but he was the first guy to go wait a minute L- human life your life unfolds like this that's why it's like that. That's why stories – and that's why you resonate with stories so much because that the hero's journey that you see up on the big screen is actually the journey of your life in some way. You are born and you go through struggles and trials and you have goals that you want to accomplish. Um, and, it, and it's really mapped out the same way that life is. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And such a big part of that for me was just the awareness. Like, holy crap, there's a, a universal kind of design to life that we all go through. And what can be so challenging for, for me and for so many people is that in those moments of darkness, in those moments when it feels like I'm the only one who's ever gone through this, to then realize, no, wait, this is actually just a part of your path to living with the most possible fulfillment that you can. And when you have some language around that and the awareness of there's not something wrong with me because I'm going through this. In fact, this is just kind of how life works. It takes some of, not all of, but some of the heaviness off of it and some of the hopelessness that I've felt at times 
um, starts to dissipate and we can say, oh, okay, so if that's the case, let me breathe into it. Let me be here with it and know that there's a step beyond where I currently am. And actually, here's pretty specifically um, what that step is. I might not know the exact way it'll come to fruition in a, in a tangible sense, but after this comes this other part here. Right. I think that's, I think that's a, the beauty of the hero's journey it, it, it just like what you explained is that it provides us with a roadmap for life, right? So whatever, and, and knowing that, um, when you reach challenges, you know, in hero's journey language, um, it's about slaying dragons or entering the dark forest or, you know, being in the belly of the whale. But when you are in these dark places in life or when you are faced with challenges, you can see, from a bigger perspective that, oh, you're just at one place on the map right now. And by overcoming this challenge, you continue on your journey. Um, and there's something for me anyway, there's something about that that gives me faith, you know? So when I have, when I have challenges in life, I know I have faith in the journey. You know, I have faith that, okay, I'm going to get past this challenge and then something good is coming down the road, whatever that is, you know, whatever my goal is, is coming. I just, I just need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's unpack what that actual roadmap or framework is. Uh, is it, is it safe to say that it starts with a kind of calling from the universe or, or a deeper kind of whisper inside of us as to a change that might be presenting itself? Yes. You know, I think that that's a good place to start. And maybe, um, <clears throat> I think if, if you, if I'll just give a quick explanation of the journey, right? So the the journey, the very quick journey, is that um, the hero usually starts out in the village, um, the the place of you know where it's normal and it's safe and it's comfortable, and then gets a call to adventure. Um, the the classic example of this is Star Wars, mostly because you know George Lucas directly references the hero's journey quite a bit, uh, and Campbell, and um, when Luke is in his village um, and he gets a call to adventure when the robots come down and give him this message from the universe. Um, and, and similarly in life, you know, you're kind of in your cubicle and you're, or in your marriage or you've got your kids or you're, you know, doing your day-to-day routine, but maybe you feel like you're meant to be doing something different or maybe there's some, um, there's some things out there that you would like to be doing. Uh, my example is when I made this film, I was a commercial director um, and I, you know, I made commercials for a living and I was kind of having, not kind of having, I was definitely having uh, a midlife crisis, the classic American midlife crisis. Yeah. And uh, both of my parents in that, in this time died uh, really close to each other, three weeks apart. And it was really horrible. It was more, it was probably the most horrible place I've been in, you know, spiritually in my life. And I am very familiar with Campbell's work, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't really see a way out. Um, I never really went, Hey, there's the, I should reference the hero's journey. Hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to make this film about Campbell's work. I'd been in the back of my mind forever. And I don't know. I started seeing, uh, I saw a bumper sticker that said, follow your bliss. 
which is, you know, Campbell coined this phrase, follow your bliss. I'd never seen one of those in my entire life. And then two days later, I'm in Starbucks and I see a guy wearing a T-shirt that says, follow your bliss. And I started noticing uh, Campbell's quotes all around. Like people would send emails with a Campbell quote at the bottom of it. And I took that as a sign from the universe, right? I took that as a, hey, you know, you should be following your bliss. That's what's going to get you out of your, um, you know, your darkness right now. You need to take some steps to find what your bliss is and follow it. And I listened to that message and I did it. And that's the film came out of that. Mm. Oh man, well that, that's powerful. L- let's go to to rewind just a moment. And when you talk about it, kind of starts in what we would call the village, right? It, it almost seems like the village is synonymous with your comfort zone. It's your what you, it's exactly. what you know. And and exactly. for for everyone who's who's listening to this to this audio right now, who's like mythology, what the hell is that? Right? That that was me pretty much. I'm like mythology sounds like something that you know these academics talk about or. Like I had no interest in it until I realized, no, no, wait, this is actually wisdom that's that's packed into story to help us find this roadmap for navigating life. And so some of the language that might not be like trending on Twitter in 2016, like the belly of the whale or or some of this kind of traditional language that we're using, but but see it as a metaphor. So when we talk about you start out in the village, really what we're talking about is you start out in your comfort zone and there's... You know, from from my understanding, and again, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. From my understanding, is that there's kind of two two ways generally that the next part progresses. One is you can choose to leave the village, you can choose to leave the the comfort zone, or if you if you continue to stay there long enough, you'll get thrown out of it because life keeps moving forward. And if you're not willing to kind of move and dance with life, then it'll catch up to you, and it, it'll be a bit. Um, more unpleasant, let's say. That's right. There's definitely a de- there's definitely a, a lot of ways in stories you can see this. You know, there's a lot of ways that people move out of their village. You know, and in the example of um, of Star Wars, which I take to be my example, like that's a good metaphor for me. Is that Luke's said no to his adventure? You know, many times he said, "No, I can't do this. I can't do this." And then it's only when his village was burned down and his, you know, aunt and uncle are burned to a crisp. Um, he had no choice. You know, he didn't choose to go. He chose not to go. But, but after, after, you know, his village was burned, his comfort zone was burned, he had to go. Hmm. And, and, I, and, and in my journey of making the movie, it was very similar for me. I had, you know, my comfort zone was, was quickly blowing up. Um, and, and I really felt like I, I had no choice. I got to go. I have to make a move to get out of here and do something or or I'm, you know, not going to be around. Yeah. If you look back before that, let's say in the years leading up to your decision to to make this film, were there kind of signs and call and maybe whispers from the universe like, "Hey Pat, like maybe you want to go do this thing or listen to that that maybe you you ignored or you pushed down because they were new and scary and and not what you were used to?" They there there were there de- were definitely a few moments where um where I could have made the film, you know, there was a there was a moment in time uh, when I was doing commercials that I could have got funding to do this film. But it, it's funny how it worked out, man. Like, had I done it earlier, it wouldn't have been the same film. Yeah. It was almost like, like I needed to go through. I needed to go through what I went through 
in order to make this film. Like the the experience of having a midlife crisis and having and losing my parents and the time that I spent um making commercials and honing my craft was necessary in order to come out with this film. If I'd done it earlier, it would have been crap. Hmm. And that would have led you on a different adventure into exactly. the next iteration of whatever your bliss was at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. So, so we've got this calling from the universe, which is this, this kind of hint, okay, it might be time to step out of your comfort zone. And then there's the resistance of, but I'm not ready, or there's fear there. Um, yeah. w- what's the next part of this framework that, that we might want to just be paying attention to? Um, let's see. For, really, what, what you just hit on was, um, for many people, it's fear of leaving. You know, it's, it's really being able to um god being able to step over the threshold as it's called right so so that so the taking that first step is really um crucial just for for me my my first step was shooting one interview i said to myself I, if i shoot one interview that'll lead me to another one and another one and i'll be on my way and so I, I, I tried to identify my first step, which was the interview. And then I found the guy that I could interview, um, who turned out to be Brian Johnson. And, and that was my step. And so, you know, I think, I think my advice would be if you're having a problem, um, staying in your comfort zone, you know, try to find what, what's your first step, identify that first step and go do it. That's so cool. And of course, Brian introduced me to your work. It's funny how that comes full circle. Uh, and then talk about, you know, so we, we, we go past the, the threshold, which it sounds like is, is really just taking that, that first step and, and venturing out into this unknown place. And then we meet mentors, allies. What, is, what does that look like? And, that, and- you know, that, that's, that's, an, that's another really amazing part of the journey. Um, and, and this is so true of life. You know, when you, when you take a step, right, especially when you take those first few steps out of your comfort zone, um, you know, the, the, your your mindset changes and there's kind of, you go from a place where maybe there's nothing or maybe it's just comfortable to a place where there are all kinds of possibilities mentally. And the universe kind of responds, you know, if you take a step forward, the universe takes a step to match you. And and really when you're, when you get out of your comfort zone and you cross that threshold, you're in kind of a magical place. For me... Um, you know, I took that first step and I met Brian Johnson and, and I knew I was on my way and it, and there was just something exhilarating about knowing I'm on my adventure. And then, uh, and I, and I planned this on purpose. Like I knew I was just going to run into people in the forest that were going to help me out. Um, and Brian introduced me to, um, Robin Sharma, who then introduced me to Deepak Chopra and um, a host of other people, and those are the those are the people that helped me make the movie. Had I not taken that first step, I it you know it never would have worked out that way. Or had I met somebody else, I wouldn't have wound up with the same people I had, which is which is amazing to think about because all these weird coincidences happened because I was out there on my journey, on having my forest adventure. Mm. So good. So good. Um, that's amazing. And so 
at at that point, right? So you you go out there, you step out, you're doing these things that you're you're seeing opportunities in a new way. You're meeting people that um, are supporting you, that are getting you. You're following your bliss, and so there's this activation inside of yourself, meaning there's this aliveness that you're experiencing that when other people they they uh, interact with you or they feel you. They're like, "Holy shit, Pat is Pat is up to something." What's that about? Let's let's exactly. talk about that. How can that, I help you with that? I think that's exactly what it is too. And I really think that when you are following your bliss and you are, um, you know, pursuing your goals, there's something about you that is you know purposeful and alive, and people recognize that and feel that, and and they they want to help, but they they also want to feel that. You know, they. You're helping them and they're helping you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I really, really felt like there, there, were, there were days where it just felt so magical. Like I felt like I was making the first film I'd ever made before. You know, I really felt like a kid all the time. Hmm. And so then w- the, the project isn't finished, right? So you're, you're working on it. You're alive. You're seeing all these opportunities. But there's still this this – uh, fear of putting it out there or this dragon in, in myth- mythological terms. Um, what, what is that experience like, you know, and, and how can we relate to that in our own process of trying to figure out where we are on our journey and, and kind of what's on the other side of that? Yeah, that, that's a good one because, um, you know, it's fun. It's funny when, when, you know, stories are all laid out like this, you know, you, you conquer one challenge, you take your first step and, and things are going great. And you're like, Oh my God, this is magical. And then, you know, it's, it's definitely not this feel good from start to finish. You def, you will run into challenges and you'll take steps backwards and that's to be expected. You know, for me in making this film anyway, um, you know, we, we had a lot of minor setbacks, but the big one was, you know, I, I'd been shooting for a year and, you know, I'd been travel, I traveled to Bali to meet Brian. We went to Italy, like, We'd spent some money on on this, and this was my own money that I'm putting out, and my own time. And I and I um, I stopped shooting commercials to give, do this full time, so I wasn't bringing in any money. And we get together and edit about a year into the process, and I and I it was horrible. It it absolutely sucked. What do you mean? Tell us more. I mean, it was it was five hours, and it was unwatchable. It was oh, it was so bad, and I just had this feeling like this pit in my stomach. Like I spent my own money to do this. I put you know my commercial career on hold, which is horrible because my competitors are now taking my clients, mm. and you know, and my wife is you know making money. For, she's the only one in the family making money now. So I, I basically put my my family in ma- pretty big financial jeopardy. Um, because I had this vision, and I was you know going to make this great film, and and I don't not I, what did I do? I just wasted the, all this money and and put my family in jeopardy for what? And the feeling that I had that night for I'd say for a solid week was just depression, like in the worst way. Like oh my god, I went from feeling so great and I'm going to make this movie that's going to change the world to like a zero. Mm. Mm, wow. So for all of us who are listening, notice how in the span of three minutes, we went from talking about this movie as I felt like a child again. It was some of the most blissful experiences that I've ever yep. had in my life to within that same year, 
holy shit, I put my family in jeopardy. I feel so heavy, so deeply dark uh, and down right now. Um, and that's all part of the process. So, so tell us more. I really, I really felt, I truly felt like I may have made the biggest mistake in my entire life. You know, I really felt like, oh, God, I'm a total failure. Like, who, like, and, and you know, all, and though in those moments, you know, you're so susceptible to doubt, you know, so every little doubt that com- came up, like, you know, who are you to make film about Joseph Campbell? Like, you don't even, you know what you're doing. Um, it just, it, it was, it was definitely like tons of bricks falling on you all the time. So, bring us into how you navigate that you know and how do we navigate that Uh, you know i always go to the to to the take a step theory so so my getting out like at some point in the process i went i have no i have no choice but to go forward like i'm in the middle of the adventure there i i can't quit like there's no possible way i can just roll over i don't have that luxury I'll, i'll be you know, I'd, I'd lose my family, my house, all, you know, all kinds of bad stuff would happen if I just rolled over. But I didn't know what to do either. Like, I don't, I don't see a way forward either. Can't go back, can't go forward. Um, and I tried to identify what, okay, what step can I take? What one step can I take? And, and I knew that I was going to – if you've seen the film, you know that, that I use these kids to kind of visualize the story, right? So, so I knew that – some people that I interviewed were going to tell stories and I knew that I was going to use some kids to act out those stories and then, you know, break down the journey and, you know, talk about it. So I went, all right, all right. I got two stories that two uh, interviewees have told. Let's go shoot those or, or let's go shoot one of them. So we went and shot, with you know, I got the kids and I put them in costumes and you know, we we were on a stage and and we shot it and it came and we and we, we edited together that night and it was freaking magical like <laughs> like we got it back and we were like holy crap it's so good and so powerful and then started connecting the dots like okay well what if the whole movie was like this like what if we just did the whole movie with kids and we 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 took a hero's journey and strung it through the interviews and it was like magic all over again you know it was like oh my god this is what we're gonna do this is the way out like we'll take this step and then that step and this step and then and then something really amazing happened which was which was Previous to that, you know, I couldn't see very far ahead in the process, you know, but, but as soon as we had that epiphany, like I saw clearly the way out, you know, to the treasure, I saw the map, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to shoot here. I'm going to get these kids. I'm going to like, I had a very clear path to my, my end treasure. Mm. So good. I can feel myself getting emotional over here as you talk about it, which is a sign of a a hero's journey, right? It's that part of me that can relate to you and your experience. And and for everyone who's listening, I'm sure there's some of that there as well. So, so, So tell us, Pat, you know, at that point, well, actually, let's take a step back. What was cool is to hear that in the darkness, once again, you went back to just take the next step. 
Right. The, the kind I of... think that's, that, that was a big thing for me is like a lot of times, uh, you, you know, you're, you're paralyzed with fear or depression or whatever it is. You just find one step to take. It, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the hero's journey. So the, the next part is the, the treasure or the, or the gift and then bringing that back to your community, letting it come full circle. Maybe you can speak a little bit about what that's like. Right. So, so, um, you know, in, in, in hero's journey speak, really the hero sets out to gain treasure. Right. And, and when you get the treasure, you, you have, you, you battle and battle and battle and you have your final big dragon battle and you get the treasure and you bring that back to your community. Like the, the point is that you get the treasure, you come back and share it and you're the hero. Um, and in life, you, you typically see that. You I mean, you see that quite a bit you, and you might not recognize it because, okay, for instance, <clears throat> in, in, my, um, in my case, I set out on a journey, right, to gain the treasure of a completed film. My treasure was tangible. My treasure was a DVD that I could hold and touch that said Finding Joe on it. And the message was about following your bliss and going on your hero's journey. And when I was done with it, that really wasn't the end of it. My, my end goal was to share it with the, with the community that is the world. You know, I really, I felt like I went, I followed my bliss basically to make a movie about following your bliss. And then I shared that with, you know, as many people as I, as I could. And I continue to do so today. Hmm. And the hero's journey, is it safe to say that there's a, an, there's the external component, which is creating this thing or this reaching this goal, but then it's really an internal process and that everything that we're talking about as far as these, these obstacles, these challenges, these goals, these rewards on the outside, that there's really an evolution of self and of consciousness that occurs in this process of us letting go of who we are in order to become what we're capable of becoming. And that's the real gift that we gain, that next evolved version of ourselves. That's the, that's the real gift right there. Now, and now you're past uh, Heroes Journey 101. You're into the advanced class. <laughs> <laughs> But it's yes, there's definitely um, you know it's it's an inner journey, and when you and when you get to the advanced part of it, and you really uh, you know understand the journey, the trick is seeing. We first talk about these battles as dragon battles. I'm battling the ogre. I'm battling the dragon. I'm battling whatever. This thing out there, but in reality, you are your own dragon. You know, you're battling your own fear. You're battling your own problems and that's why everybody's dragon shows up differently like my dragon doesn't look like yours because my fears are different than yours cool and then the great part is then we get to go on our next hero's journey it's not like oh <laughs> i completed that one i guess i'm done with that for a while it's like that's right and, like, and, and exactly you know and also you know kind of you know another another kind of advanced class here but um you you're constantly on some journey or another and and it, the way I like to describe it is that it depends on the character or the role you are playing in life. So my role, my character as a husband, I'm like, you know, well into my marriage and, 
you know, I, I've been married for 20 years and I'm well into my journey of, of marriage and it's, you know, it's had its up and down, but it's great and I can see that. But my journey to making my next project has just started. So as a filmmaker, you know, my career might be, might be mature, but my, my next project, man, I'm just taking that first step. And then as a father, my journey is, you know, still pretty young. So, you know, depending on what you are doing in life, you are somewhere on your hero's journey. So cool. And you have multiple journeys that you're doing, you know? Yeah, in all these different domains of life, like you said, whether it's relationships with your significant other or your child or your career or your your passion, whatever that is. That's right. What do you think the biggest misconception about the hero's journey is? I think the biggest mi- misconception is that it's uh that it's packaged and it's kind of one size fits all and it's very and it's um when when you look at it on paper anyway, it looks real simple and easy. You're like, oh my god, I totally see that. But, <laughs> but, but when you're when you're when you're doing it and, and you're and you're living it, um, it's it's hard to recognize. It's hard to recognize when you're in a bad place that you're actually on a journey, and that there's something good that comes out the other side of almost every challenge. It's like fifty thousand dollars in debt. Where on the hero's journey does it say anything about that? Exactly, it's, and it's and it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to go. This is that is bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I think also, um, I don't know. I I I found a couple. I found a couple things at the end of my journey that I always like to share, and that is that, um, a lot of times on the hero's journey. You know, you're, we always talk about battling. You know, you're always fighting something. It's very kind of a macho thing, and um, and and no doubt about it, there are many times where you need to do that. But there are also times where it's okay to just lay down your sword and accept what's going on, and maybe in doing so, you'll you'll diffuse a challenge that doesn't need to be there, or you'll take some power out of the dragon that you're fighting. Uh, you'll see a different path. So I, I really found that, you know, several times that it was better to just let go of my ego and continue on. Huh. It, I, will. I, yeah. I really dig that because there's, again, there's metaphor that we might be taking literal. So when we say fight the dragon, we might think of fighting as actual, like I'm going to, I'm going to fight this thing and, and exert this effort. It's a different energy, right? You're when, when you put on, when you put on the armor and you pick up the sword and, and you think about the metaphor in those terms, it definitely, you definitely bring a different energy to your problem. Yes. And to get, you know, some Aikido wisdom in here, it's, it's the more, the more you resist, the more that it persists. So, so there's, there's a wisdom in, in an, in an acceptance or a letting go that can get us past these dragons instead of create more of the thing, which we don't want. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're definitely past 101 right now. We're definitely yeah, we're, we're we're definitely past 101. <laughs> That's and, great. And, and the other thing that I that I um I learned and I and I always like to pass on is that the hero's journey it, in essence it's a, it's a selfish process, right? You're the hero on your journey and you are going after this treasure. Um even if you're doing it with someone it 
it's mostly a selfish effort. And, and there's nothing wrong with it, of course, because you're helping a lot of people along your way. Um, but um, I, I, I think you should always remember, though, that anytime you run into somebody else, right, they're going to be on their journey. And just as you run into helpers, people that help you, it's great to be a helper to someone else. It's great to recognize that the person you ran into is on his journey and you could be the Yoda to that person. Even if it's just a little advice or a word of encouragement, if it could be something that small or as big as saying, in my case, like, hey, you're a filmmaker, you're a, you're a film student, is there anything I can do to help you? You want to have lunch, have some advice, whatever. Um, but, but recognizing that there's people you can help out and, and actually helping someone on their journey, uh, I, I don't know, there's something, there's something magical about that that actually helps you in your journey more and, uh, and it just feels good. Yeah, right on. I love that. Um, what would you say the biggest misconception is about following your bliss, if, if there are any that come to mind? The, the, you know, the, that's, that was a kind of controversial uh, phrase when it first came out, you know, um, when, or when he first coined that and people started using it because there's a big difference. And I think, I think everybody at some level really knows this, um, that, that there's a difference between pleasure, follow your pleasure, and following your bliss, you know, it's not, Hey, it's not just trying to feel good all the time, because if that was the case, we'd all just be smoking weed and getting drunk every night. And God knows what all else. And, and that that's following pleasure. Who's to say we're not, by the way, <laughs> that's true. We could be, we could be, but I feel like, I feel like it's in some sense, you know, the difference, you know, and, and it's very clear that, your passion, like if your passion is, my passion is filmmaking, um, and I and I really love surfing, and those things to me are are my bliss. Like when I when I in, engaged in those, I'm I'm helping the people around me, and I'm a different person. I'm I feel better, and I'm spreading you know good vibes everywhere. And if I'm merely pursuing pleasure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really doing. I'm not really on a journey, am I? I'm just kind of stuck back in the village. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, at the time that you released the film, was there anything that you cut that was really hard that you're like, ah, oh, I so want to keep this in there? Oh my god, everything. If you're if you're involved in anything creatively, right, especially filmmaking, uh, you know that it's it's difficult to get rid of so it's almost like chopping off your own arm you know and the 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 phrase is is murder your babies you know because you anything you create you look at as your baby and so when you cut it it's brutal man it's emotionally difficult <laughs> i'm sure it's the same writing a book you know i'll bet you i'll bet you if you if you're a writer um and you have a book and your editor says hey man this whole chapter you can just lose it I'm sure that's a painful process. Yeah, I, I experienced some of that this morning with just an email I was sending out to a group that I'm running. I was like, no, I so want to keep that in there, but for ah. for um, for it to be concise and, and more powerful, uh, that was the process. Yeah, creatively, I feel I really feel like that's that's a difference between a great editor and and an okay, you know, and a good editor. And in hindsight, is you know, like, what else do you wish that you included in the film that 
you didn't? God, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of little lessons that, like, he, here's how the process went, right? So the reason why that first cut that I talked about was so bad was that I set out to make a film initially about Campbell and everything he ever talked about. So, so the first cut included um, big sections about um, religion and what, you know, what God is and just a, a lot of stuff about mythology and, and why, you know, why we need it and uh, what a metaphor is. And it was just, it was, it was horrible. It was unwatchable because nothing was, you know, you couldn't relate to any of it because one section didn't relate to the last one. It wasn't really a clear story. So I don't know. I, I feel like if anything, I would cut more out of the film than I would put it back in it. If I were to do it again. That's powerful. Right on, man. Um, anything that we haven't touched on that feels relevant to put out there before we wrap up? Um, God, I think, I think that's, I think we're pretty good here. We've, we have definitely touched on a lot of material. Oh, oh, you know, there is something else. If, if you're, um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Hey, I'd like to, I've never heard of Campbell before. And I'm like, I'd love to check him out more. Um, what I would recommend is get, the Power of Myth, the book, or just go online and try to find, which is very easy to find, the, the interview that Bill Moyers did with Campbell shortly before his death. Those two things, and the book is basically a transcript of that interview, those two things are very Campbell 101. They're very easy to get into. They're very easy to pick up the message, um, and it's very easy to relate to. It's a good step. It's a good first step. Yeah, amazing. And I've, I've watched those. It's like six hours of interviews. Uh, I'm sure you've watched them many more times than I have, but I've watched them, you know, all six of those hours at least uh, three times or so. Um, and I can't, again, I can't suggest it enough that, that you guys dig into to this goodness. So, Pat, anything coming your way in the future that we maybe want to keep our eyes open for? I got, I got a couple projects that I'm just getting started on. Um, so I, I released the film, I don't know, five years ago. It's been a while. And I kind of went back into commercial land. Um, definitely had to make some, some, make some money. Um, and I, I got a couple more projects that I'm, you know, that I'm coming, just kind of getting into this year. Um, I'm, I'm clearly motivated and uh, I, I see a path to, uh, to get these things done, yeah. Right on. Well, we'd love to have you back when those start to develop more and you're ready to kind of, you know, bring it over this way. Yeah, man. I'm, I will definitely, you'll, you'll definitely know about them. Okay. Sounds good, dude. Well, again, thank you for taking the time to rock with us today. I appreciate you, your wisdom, your work, and uh, I'm excited to get this out there. And thanks for having me on. Soul Sibling, thank you so much for rocking with us. I appreciate you and I appreciate that you're using your time and your energy toward making yourself a better person and the world a better place. So if you'd like to keep in touch, I'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast and I'm excited to deepen our relationship to get to know each other better over time and to see how I can help you solve meaningful challenges and create your most fulfilled life. 
We've got a great community over here. And we run retreats all over the world. We've got people who connect with each other and support each other and living the most fulfilled life. And what I'd suggest for your next step is to grab a copy of The 12 Things Happy People Do Differently. It's a scientific-based approach to happiness, and there's a lot of great wisdom out there, but this in particular is researched back from some of the world's leading positive psychologists in the world, and it's super grounded, super practical, how you could do these 12 things that happy people do differently and rock it. The article's been shared over 100,000 times on Facebook, and there's some magic in there. So in order to grab a copy of that, you can go to thankyoujacob.com. Sounds simple, and it is. Thankyoujacob.com, and uh, grab that immediately, and I will keep in touch through personal emails that I send out a couple times a month and all that goodness. So for now, sending you lots of love. Keep it real. Follow your heart, but bring your head. Peace.